This is the NC Everything Podcast, a show where we talk about everything that has anything to do with North Carolina. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Curtis, and this is episode 39. Today's episode is one of my oddball episodes because I'm covering two subjects in one episode. And the reason that is, the reason it probably always will be, is because I couldn't find a whole lot of information on uh, either subject. Um, I found probably all the information available, though. And so I'm, I'm putting the two, uh, two items in one episode. Now, some of you... Some of you may be wondering, what in the world is Rendezvous Mountain? Well, it was a former state park. It's not a state park anymore. I think it's a state forest. I'll get to that in my notes. Pretty sure it's a state forest now, but it was a former state park. Now, the thing about these state parks is, I've done Mount Mitchell State Park just because I wanted to. No, uh, no ulterior motive. And then I found out in my research that it was our very first state park. And Fort Macon came next. And uh, again, coincidentally, Fort Macon is our second state park in our state's history. So then I decided I want to go through our state parks in order. Um, Not all at once over the course of the show. You know, pepper them in every once in a while. So Rendezvous Mountain, though it's not not a state park anymore, it was the third state park in our state's timeline. And Hanging Rock was the fourth place to become a state park. Now, like I said, I, I couldn't find a, a ton of information on either one. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and just talk, talk and talk and talk to, to make the show fat. Um, we'll get to the information or we'll get to the subject matter here in a minute, though. And the show, uh, I don't know how long it'll end up being. I do want to say if this is your first time here, welcome. And if you've listened to past episodes, welcome back. For you newcomers, if you're interested in the past episodes that I speak of, you can go to www.thenceverythingpodcast.com and right there on the home screen is a media player where you can play my current episode and all of my past episodes. Or you can click the episode link and you can still play the episodes from there. But you will also have access to links to any pictures on the internet that relate to that subject matter. That is with the exception of the bluegrass episode which is episode 36, not that long ago. Um, there might be some pictures there, but I mostly had links to the YouTube videos of the songs that I referred to in that, that episode because that's a musical episode. And don't be fooled. When I say musical episode, I'm, I'm not singing to you guys. Um, I sing in private or in, in drunkenness. But I do talk about uh, good singers, and the links are for their songs. Anyway, back to the website for a minute. You can also find a link to contact me under the contact button. And you can also see my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles or screen names or whatever you want to call them there. And if you don't want to listen from the website, if you click how to listen, it'll show you all the media players or, or podcast players that I'm available on. And lastly, unless I've already mentioned it, I can't remember, but... You can click the contact link and you can contact me. And I urge everybody in every episode to contact me. It doesn't have to be something mind-blowing. If you just want to say hello, I'll be sure to say hello right back to you. And let's see. I think that's about enough of that. 
Um, as far as my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I will say what those handles are at the end of the episode. You're going to love the Instagram. It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, but we'll get to that when we get to that. For now, let's talk about Rendezvous Mountain. Now, Rendezvous Mountain, or Rendezvous Mountain State Park, was only a state park from 1926 to 1956. Now, the original land was 142 acres, and it was donated to the state in 1926 by Judge Thomas B. Finley, and he was from North Wilkesboro. Now, the, the mountain itself is supposedly a historic site, so the original idea for the park was to build up on that history and some of the local lore surrounding the mountain. Now, what kind of historical site are you talking about? Well, I'm going to tell you. They believed that a few companies during the Revolutionary War, or about 200 men from Wilkes County, they volunteered and organized at, at this site at Rendezvous Mountain, and they were organized by Colonel Benjamin Cleveland. And they gathered here, they, they rendezvoused here before they marched over to King's Mountain, which was a really important battle in the Revolution. And so that's why it has the name Rendezvous Mountain. Now that's the, the lore behind how it got its name, but to my knowledge, that's never actually been proven. But yes, the original plan was not only for it to be used recreationally, that's fine, but they wanted it to be kind of a kind of a or pay homage to the daughters of the American Revolution. Kind of like a patriotic shrine. Now, Judge Finley, who was the original donor of the land, um, he was okay with the idea of making it like a historical place. In fact, he wanted the Daughters of the Revolution to put a monument up on Rendezvous Mountain to commemorate what happened there. Now, by the 1930s, um, the state appropriated a road going up Rendezvous Mountain, and this bought all kinds of travelers, uh, bikers, picnickers, hikers, but... Even at this time, there weren't any real established facilities at the park, but it was authorized as a historical park in the 1930s. Later, it was transferred from state parks to the State Forest Service, and that, that was in 1956, so I was, I was right about that. It was in 1984 when they opened the place up as our state's first state educational forest. Now, there's seven state forests in our state, and Rendezvous Mountain makes one of them. Now, I'll tell you what there's to do on Rendezvous Mountain, besides walking around it. There's the Bone Cave. Now, this particular Bone Cave was named as such because there used to be a, a giant rock that kind of hung off the mountain. And if you looked under this rock, you could kind of see a hole in the ground. And if you looked in this hole in the ground, this was years ago, but for a long time, you could see two skeletons down there. And they believed these, these skeletons were uh, Union soldiers who were trying to get home from the war and for whatever reason they stopped there they went down in the cave and never came back out now the way my research reads you can't really find those skeletons now i don't know if somebody stole them or finally got them up and gave them a proper barrel but they're not there now but you can certainly go to rendezvous mountain and check out the spot now let's talk about the cabin for a second in the 1930s the civilian conservation corp or ccc they built a cabin up there on Rendezvous Mountain. Well, as the story goes, one day a young man was bitten by a snake when he put his face down to get a drink of water from the spring. Now, I can only assume that this killed him because he doesn't really pop up anymore. Well, at least not on this side of the realm of existence. There's been several uh, forest employees that they report strange occurrences at the cabin. Now, an account of one of these strange occurrences was given by Calvin Wheatley. He was, he's now retired from the Forest Service, uh, 
but this is something that happened to him in the 70s, and I'm going to be quoting him. Wheatley said he suddenly felt a wave under the bed, which was more like his entire mattress was rippling. He says, It scared me real bad. The first thing I thought was that it was a snake. Well, he got up and looked, and there was nothing there. And I'm sure he was pretty creeped out by that experience. And there's the fire tower, too. This fire tower is 60 foot tall, and it sits at an elevation of about 2,460 feet. And so it is what it sounds like. People would get up in the fire tower, and they could see a long ways, and they would look for smoke. And this was how they warned people when there was a, a wildfire out, out in the woods anywhere in the vicinity. Now, the fire tower has long been decommissioned, but there is a small room at the top of the tower, and there's no staff there or anything like that. But a lot of people, a lot of the staff on Rendezvous Mountain, they said they've seen shadows through the windows, almost like somebody was looking down at them. Now, on the course of paranormal, apparently a lot of people have heard heard steps in the gravel below the park office, and it sounds just like somebody's down there walking around, but then again, they look and nobody is there. And that's just about all I have on Rendezvous Mountain. I've actually never been to this one. Um, I'm kind of anxious to go. Now, to me, it might just look like a, a wooded hill, but um, it sounds pretty cool and um, I'm definitely going to put it on my bucket list to go check this creepy old place out. And now let's talk about a place I have been a few times and that's Hanging Rock State Park. Now this, like I said earlier in the show, is our, our state's fourth state park. Now I just want to reiterate or clarify that when Rendezvous Mountain stopped being a state park, one could assume that the uh, Hanging Rock would slide into the number three place, but I'm doing the history. So on the history book, Rendezvous Mountain um, still holds spot number three. But like I said, spot number four is for Hanging Rock State Park. So Hanging Rock State Park is in what they call the Saratown Mountains. Now I've heard people refer to these mountains as the mountains away from the mountains. And even for me, I, I live in the Piedmont, but I can get here in about an hour and a half, maybe two if I'm, you know, joyriding. But the reason these are the mountains away from the mountains, it's, there's Hanging Rock and there's Pilot Mountain. And both of them I can describe about the same way. When you get on top of these mountains, and I'm going to post some pictures in the, in the show notes, but when you get up here and you see the view, it's incredibly flat all the way around them. I mean, it's like a like a pin sticking out of a, a flat plane, you know? Um, and I'm going to explain why in a minute, but it's, it's pretty incredible. And don't get me wrong. I, I like getting way up in Western North Carolina. That's my favorite part of the state really, but it's incredible to get up here and see how flat it is and, and, and how vast the, the view is. Now, if anybody wants some sort of reference, I know from the top of pilot mountain, you can see Winston Salem, now, Hanging Rock, I think, is about 30 miles from Pilot Mountain. Um, but when you get up on the mountain, it's kind of pointing the other way. I don't think you can see toward Winston-Salem. But the, the views are really, really incredible. Um, definitely check the show notes for the pictures. But uh, let me get back into my notes. These are the most easterly mountains in our state. And to put it in perspective, you know what I was saying about them sticking way up above flatland... The, the ranges, or the, I'm sorry, the peaks in this area range from 1,700 to 2,500 feet above sea level, but the rest of the, the land all around here is uh, about 800 feet above sea level. 
Now, the Saratown or Saratown, it's S A U R A. The Saratown Mountains were named after the Sara Indians, and they, of course, were the early inhabitants of the area. And at one time, uh, these mountains didn't look so unusual. They looked like, you know, any other mountain range. But over the course of millions of years, you know, Mother Nature had has really taken a toll on them and washed and eroded away these mountains. Well, the only thing that resisted it was a mineral called quartzite. So this quartzite, it's, you know, the mountains have been whittled away down as far as they could down to this quartzite. So that's what's left. So it's almost like the skeleton of the mountain that once was. And so we go to 1936. In 1936, uh, the Stokes County Committee for Hanging Rock and the Winston-Salem Foundation donated 3,096 acres of land to the state. And like in most cases of these land donations to the state, it was solely to build a state park. Now, most of the facilities in the park were built by the Civilian Conservation Corps between, I think I just said Corps, Corps, Civilian Conservation Corps, between 1935 and 1942. In 1938, they built a concrete dam on Cascade Creek, and this created a 12-acre lake. Now, around that lake, they built a stone bathhouse, a diving tower, and there's a beach. Now, I've actually been swimming in this lake, and it was so freaking cold. Um, In the lake's defense, I was there in June. So, the air temperature in June is, you know, was June right now. So you can see that it's uh, warm enough to sweat your balls off in the air, but that uh, that water stays pretty cold, probably all the way to September, really, or late August, early September, I'm sure, is as warm as it's going to get. But we had a good time, and uh, I don't know about now, but back then, you know, we took a break from the icy water, and they you could rent a you could rent a paddle boat and ride around the lake, and uh, so me and my my wife and my only kid at that time, that's what we did. You know, it don't take long. It's only 12 acres, but it was, it was a really fun day up there. Now, kind of an interesting fact in 1991, that stone bathhouse was added to the national register of historic places. Now, other facilities in the park include, um, a pretty big parking area. It's not usually too packed up there. There's, there's a lot of parking spots. Um, they got the picnic area, shelters, and there's a ton of hiking trails. Now, there's um, three or four waterfalls up there. I got them in my notes here. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. But in 1993, there was a $35 million uh, bond referendum approved by voters. And this paid for the construction of Hanging Rock's new visitor center. And this new visitor center includes an auditorium, an exhibit room, a classroom. Um, it's got several other things in it. It's a really nice place, and my uncle took me up there. My uncle doesn't live very far from there, and he took me up there when we were a lot younger, and uh, I remember when I went with my family, it looked a lot different, and I didn't pick up on it at the time that they had built a new a new facility there, but it, it, it changed right much from the time I was a kid. I remember when we were in the parking lot, you could actually see Hanging Rock from the parking lot, so when years later I went with my wife, I didn't even know we were in the right spot to begin with because I couldn't see the the Hanging Rock. And it wasn't actually until we made the the hike up to the Hanging Rock part of it that I realized that all those trees had grown up between the rock and the parking lot since since I was a kid, 
which makes a ton of sense. I just didn't think about it at the time. Well, let's see. Before I get to the waterfalls, um, I got a note here that says 18 miles of wooded passageways make up 12 hiking trails. So there's plenty of hiking around. I will say these trails aren't paved trails. You're, you're walking in the woods and climbing over rocks. So you have the same hazards you would anywhere else. So, you know, be careful about that. And you got to watch out for the snakes. Now, if you're from the Piedmont like me, um, we got the copperhead and that's the, the most dangerous snake we got to worry about down East. They have the cotton mouth. So I'm sure that comes with its own bit of, um, danger, but we don't worry too much in the Piedmont, but the mountains do have rattlesnakes and these are mountains by definition and the rattlesnakes know it. So you have to, have to keep an eye out when you're walking around out there. Now the waterfalls, like I said, there, there's three or four. I know we went to the lower cascades and the upper cascades. Now, when I, when I was doing my research, um, I seen something about window falls too. And I think there's a, a few other smaller ones, but if you only wanted to see the, the, I guess, main ones, you'd really want to took a lake, took a lake, take a look at the lower cascades and upper cascades. Now, even though, um, these, you're not deep into the mountains, um, one of these, I can't remember which I'll have to look it up when I post the pictures, but well, both of them, they're, they're sizable waterfalls. They're, they're not little, little springs in the mountains or nothing like that. You know, they're, they're pretty, they're definitely worth the, the walk out there. And I don't, I don't remember it being a very hard walk to the waterfalls. It was a harder walk up to the, to the hanging rock than it was to the waterfalls. But that brings me to the end of this episode. That's all I have on, uh, on hanging rock. Um, definitely go to the website at www.thencaverythingpodcast.com and uh, click episodes and then click this episode and you'll see the pictures. Um, and that's how it works with every episode. If you actually click that link there, um, you'll see the the links to all the pictures and, and anything like that. And I realized this was, you know, on the shorter side compared to my last couple episodes. Um, but that's um north carolina state park number three and number four i hope you enjoyed it and if you do while you're on the website uh hit the contact button and tell me you enjoyed it i want to hear from you and you can follow us on social media at facebook um by searching the nc everything podcast instagram is the underscore nc underscore everything underscore podcast see what i mean about being a, a mouthful and you can follow me on Twitter at everything NC. And I'm not going to mention this every episode. I mentioned in, in the past that I don't know if this is important, but my Twitter handle for whatever reason is the at symbol, um, everything with a capital E and for NC it's capital N and lowercase C. Again, I don't know if that's important or not. Um, but if you go to the website, I have links to those, uh, social media accounts and that just about wraps it up. I don't know what else to say except I'll talk to you next time. The music in this episode comes from archesaudio.com and freepd.com.